1: Inside Sources
0: with Boyd Matheson. And subbing in for Boyd Matheson is me, Leah Murray, and my good friend, Derek Brown, as we talk about all things Inside Sources. So, Derek, change of pace up in the White House. They are bringing in a new chief of staff. And I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Jeff Zients. Jeff Zients. Um, known as Mr. Fix-It. I'm a little, I don't know, maybe suspicious is the well, wrong word. Anytime but I... <laughs> someone is
2: called Mr. Fix-It, there's, you know, you got to be a little...
0: Yeah, but also, but... how is he going to fix? There's a lot oh, of things to fix. there's a to lot right. on. So we've got with us Adam Kankren, um from a White House reporter for Politico. Welcome to the show, Adam.
1: Hey, it's great to be here.
0: All right, so in the piece that you contributed to, you've got a list of all the problems, right? <laughs> like the Biden administration's got problems, <laughs> and this guy is supposedly going to solve all of them.
2: And, and, and being a chief of staff or president has got to be one of the most difficult jobs there is. Under ideal circumstances.
0: Right. So, so his, you add
2: all these in and boy, he's got an uphill battle. Yeah.
0: So talk to us about absolutely. what are these trials that he's inheriting? Which one do you think's the most, like, it's going to be the biggest problem for him?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, beyond how to pronounce his name and, and for the record, it is science. Oh, thank uh, he's you. got a lot of <laughs> he's got a lot of things that are going to be on his plate. I mean, look. The first thing, obviously, is this ongoing classified documents issue, right, where uh, Biden now has to deal with the fact that there were classified documents stored uh, at his at his vacation home. Um, So that is going to be kind of an ongoing issue. You also have Republicans who now control the House and are vowing to do all these investigations into the White House and various parts of the administration. That is going to be very combative right over the next year or two. Beyond that, we have concerns about the economy slipping into a recession. There is a looming battle over the debt ceiling and whether we end up raising that or or risk kind of an an economic uh, catastrophe. It just the list goes on and on. And this is, to your point, the job of Achieve a Staff, to juggle all of these things. Uh, But it is going to be a challenge and and something that science is really going to have to kind of figure out on the fly here as he takes over the next couple of weeks.
2: Tell us a little bit about his background. I mean, what is it that he has fixed to earn the title of Mr. Fix-It? Like, what has he done that sort of makes him the right person for this job right now?
1: Absolutely. It's, it's been an interesting role that he's played in the Biden administration and in the, in the Obama administration. Maybe the thing that he's most well-known for is, if you remember back in 2013, healthcare.gov Launched or tried to launch, uh, and it ended up being a huge disaster. Trying to get people initially to sign up for the for Obamacare, they brought him in, and he essentially fixed that website. He got it up and running, uh, and that has got been a much smoother process ever since. Uh, after that, Zeints was the head of the National Economic Council for a while, so he was handling a lot of economic issues at a time when there were these, you know, back and forth overspending and how you deal with the deficit. He also ran for a little bit the Office of Management and Budget, which uh, sounds sounds maybe boring and sounds maybe rote, but has its fingers in basically every part of the government and how it functions. So if you're looking for somebody who has an idea of you know what levers to pull within the federal government, this is really the guy who has seen it all at this point.
0: And what do we expect? So, in your article, you said, um, or in the article that you reported on, you or that you contributed to. Excuse me. Um, you said that Zions is not has, won't have have his hands as much in like legislative outreach. That he'll probably defer to other top aides with regard to that. So, where do you think he focuses his attention? Like, where will Zions have his hands in? Like, what is the thing he's most interested in solving and doing?
3: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Yeah, I mean, for that, if you look at his background, this is a guy who's not, he's not political. He's not a political animal in the same way as Ron Klain or some of these other top aides. He's a longtime management consultant. Um, he's done a lot of kind of private equity turnaround work, right? And so you, I, should, I think we should expect that to translate into the Oval Office. He's going to be very focused on making sure that government runs smoothly, that uh, the president's agenda is executed on to the degree that it can. He's not going to be the guy who's on Capitol Hill twisting arms, right? He's not going to be the guy who's out there uh, doing hand-to-hand combat with Republicans. He's going to be more the one behind the scenes, making sure that what the president can do and get done over the next two years gets done as smoothly and as effectively as possible. So it's not really the sexiest you know, description, but it is that kind of thing that when it doesn't work, you notice it. And so his his goal will be, let's just make sure that the American people kind of see the best version of the White House uh, as they can every day.
2: And it's a notoriously difficult position. I mean, Trump went through how many chiefs of staff? I mean, it seems like every time we turned around, there was a new chief of staff. And I mean, it seems yeah. like it's one of those... High burnout jobs, if I can put it that way?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it is an all encompassing 24 7 job. I mean, you know, take Ron Klein, for example. Like, he is the longest serving now chief of staff to a Democratic president ever. And the way he did that was just kind of eating and sleeping in this job. He was up 18 hours a day. He's sending emails, you know, in the middle of the night. It's something that, um, you know, is not great for the work-life balance, to be honest. And that's kind of what science is going to have to take on for this next stint here Uh, based on the job he did as uh, uh, during the Obama administration. And then with Biden running the COVID response, if you remember back in 2021 and into 2022, this is the kind of metabolism he has for this job, right? He's up at 5 a.m. sending emails, Uh, very focused, very organized. And so that's really the kind of skill set that it takes for this kind of really brutal type of a job.
2: And I see a lot of parallels as well, having worked in kind of the political arena. I I think through – I mean our current governor, for instance, has his chief of staff, John Pierpont. Um, There's a lot of parallels. John is not sort of from a political background. He was with the – ran the Department of Workforce Services And, you know, is a really good sort of tactician in making things run well. But I think the job of a chief of staff is to manage this hurricane that is swirling around the the elected official and making sure that the elected official can be calm. The things that matter are brought to their attention. They can be resolute. They can think sort of big picture. And then managing all that other stuff is the chief of staff, which is why I think it's it has to be one of the most difficult jobs i mean here in utah i've always referred to the chief of staff as for the governor is probably the most difficult job simply because it is i mean the ones i've known and worked with it is i mean like you just said jeff it's it's a it's a 20 hour a day job you don't really sleep anytime anything happens they don't call the governor's phone they call the chief of staff's phone who then makes a decision whether it's worth you know elevating this to the governor. And I'm assuming it's the same thing with, with the White
1: House. Exactly. I mean, I was talking with Anthony Fauci uh, yesterday, and if you remember, he's he's been around. He's seen a few chiefs of staff and, and, and presidents over 50 years as the uh, top infectious disease doctor in the government. And what he was saying, having worked very closely with science on the COVID response, was, you know, science is not the subject matter expert on foreign policy or... COVID or education or any anything that's going to reach his desk. But what he does know how to do is figure out who the expert is, who he needs to trust, whose judgment, you know, he should go to for advice, and then translate that into whatever the decision that the president needs to make. And that's that's ultimately, you know, to your point, what the chief of staff's job is. So- the main question and the thing that I'm I'm looking for here is how well he'll get along with Biden. He's somebody who's he has the president's confidence, obviously, but does not have the long, decade-long history of working with Biden that that Ron Klain did.
0: All right, so Adam, tell us, does choosing science signal anything for a 2024 run by Joe Biden?
1: I, I think if we can read the tea leaves that it, it just you know adds maybe a little bit further confirmation that Biden is, uh, if he hasn't made a decision yet, that at least he is preparing to run You know, what our expectation is, is that Zines will manage the day to day operations of the White House. And that will free up some of his other more politically minded aides, uh, Anita Dunn, Jen O'Malley, Dillon, uh, to focus on the political aspects, running an eventual potentially presidential campaign, handling you know the investigative inquiries from Republicans that allow you know, that allows them to really do the political part of things. Uh, and build that infrastructure for a a re-election campaign.
0: All right, Adam, Ken White House reporter for Political. Thank you so much for joining us today on Inside Sources.
1: Thank you for having me. All
0: right, so after the break, Derek, we will have a conversation with the Salt Lake Chamber CEO and president to learn what their priorities are up on Utah's Capitol Hill.